Welcome to the Lose Weight, Live Life podcast. If you're someone who would do anything to lose weight, yet finds it impossible to stick to a diet, to eat less, or just what you think you should, this podcast is for you. I am your host, certified life and weight mindset coach, Claire McKenzie. Listen in to learn how to stop overeating, lose weight for the last time, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, all without diet deprivation and self-sabotage. Hi everyone and a very warm welcome to podcast episode number 95. Today I'm recording this episode on a ship in the port of Livorno in Italy which is great fun. We're currently on our family holiday and after a bit of a rocky start with flights that were cancelled last minute and lost luggage we're now settling into cruising the Mediterranean and have enjoyed the sights of Monaco, Portofino and Florence over the past few days. And I have set myself the goal of not gaining any weight, even though there is amazing food available, literally 24-7 on board the ship. Once you change how you think about food, it really is just so much easier than you might think. But today, I want to talk to you about the one thing, if there is one thing, that will get you to permanent weight loss faster. Now, this podcast episode follows on from the last episode, number 94, Permanent Weight Loss. And if you've not already listened to that episode, I suggest you pause this one and listen to that one first because it sets the scene for what I want to talk to you about today. In the last episode, I talked about the difference between the expectation and the reality of permanent weight loss. I talked about how you get to design your definition of permanent weight loss and I shared five things that can help you set yourself up for permanent weight loss whether you are at the beginning, the middle or the end of your weight loss journey. And today we're going to dive deep into one of those five things which is the one which is about understanding that you are always going to be learning through making mistakes and failing and that that is a good thing. Essentially It's what you do after you overeat or emotionally eat. It's about the decisions you make after the decision to eat something that you maybe regret or that leads you to gain weight. Now, if you're in the academy, check out the call that we had on the 21st of July, which was about exploring decision making in your weight loss journey and whether your decisions are helping or hindering your weight loss, because that builds on the decision making strategies that I touch on in this episode. So why is it that what you do after the overeat or emotional eat is the one thing that's going to set you up for permanent weight loss success? Well, first, let's dig a little deeper into what I mean by an overeat or emotional eat. Those of us who have struggled with our weight and tried to diet will be familiar with having a diet plan and trying to stick to it. And we will be very aware when we eat differently to how the diet stipulates. Now, that's not really what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about as an emotional eat or overeat is when you decide to eat something in the moment that is different to how you planned to eat. Now, when I talk about how you plan to eat, I'm talking about you deciding ahead of time how and what you want to eat so that you are not making a decision in the moment, which is driven by your lower brain, your primal brain, but you have instead planned how and what you wanted to eat using your higher human brain, the part of your brain that is capable of more strategic thinking, 
weighing up the pros and cons and being able to decide whether the food choices you make are aligned with the person you are becoming who has the relationship with food that you want. If you want to learn more about why this helps you, check out podcast episode number three, why you eat when you don't want to. So if you plan to eat a three-course meal with all the trimmings and have dessert and drinks ahead of being in the restaurant, choosing from the menu, then that would not be considered an emotional or overeat. But if you planned to have a starter and a main and no drinks and you ended up having the bread roll, starter, main, dessert and three drinks, that would be classed as an overeat. If you plan to have a tub of ice cream on a Friday night because that's a food that you genuinely enjoy and you want tubs of ice cream to be something that you enjoy after you've lost your weight, that is not an emotional eat. But if you have a tub of ice cream without planning it because your friend cancelled plans to go out with you and you're feeling disappointed and lonely, then that is what I would consider an emotional eat. It's comfort eating. So why is what you do after you overeat or emotionally eat important? Well, it's important because to get to the point where we have permanent weight loss, we must figure out how we came to be overweight in the first place. We must understand why we overeat and emotionally eat. And we cannot seek to understand these eating patterns better unless we are intentional about what we think, feel and do after we've overeaten or emotionally eaten. And it's important because we all want permanent weight loss. We want to know that all our efforts are not going to be wasted. We want to know as we're moving down the scales that we're never going to be moving back up them again. And how you move down the scales will be the best determinant of that. You want a graph that looks like lots of little ups and downs with an overall trend of down. This is a better indicator of permanent weight loss than a downward trend with no increases or a chart showing larger increases and decreases. Because if you have lots of little ups and downs, it's illustrating that your overeats are not leading to self-sabotage or extensive periods of overeating. And the downward trend is illustrating that you are learning from your overeating and making progress. So here are five things to do when you have an emotional eat or overeat to help you build that important skill for permanent weight loss, which is to have trust and confidence in yourself and in knowing that you know what to do. Okay, so number one is to get very factual about what you ate. Getting factual helps you to take the drama out of it and be more neutral. This is important because one of the two things tend to happen when we eat something that we later regret. Either we catastrophize it by saying something like, I ate half the fridge, or I ate all the biscuits, or we ignore it, pretend it didn't happen, or justify it by saying something like, it was only a little bit, or it could have been worse. Now, neither of those is useful, because either we make it mean something bad, that we did a bad thing, or something that we shouldn't have done, and this can lead into an unnecessary spiral of judgment and shame, or we instantly forget what we did and then we don't understand why we're not losing weight. And we all tend to do this. And it's because we're doing either of these two things. We're either letting our human brain believe that judging ourselves for it will prevent us from doing it again. And by the way, that's totally untrue. It doesn't work. Or we will be protecting ourselves from our own criticisms and judgments so that we don't feel bad by pretending it didn't happen. 
it's normal. Know that it's normal. Whichever you do is normal, but it's not helpful. So to learn what was going on for us when we have an overeat or have an emotional eat, we first want to get scientific. We want to know what the facts are. When we tell ourselves we ate all the biscuits, are we talking about three Jaffa cakes in the pack? I think they do a pack of three, if I remember right, from when my children were younger. Or do we mean all the Jaffa cakes in a standard box or all the Jaffa cakes in one of those huge, long sort of square boxes that I think have multiple boxes within them? Okay. Or are we talking about, you know, all the Jaffa cakes in the cupboard? So simply state whether you find it useful to write it on paper, which I recommend, or say to yourself in your head, I ate six Jaffa cakes. And if judgment comes up, notice it and take a deep breath and let it go. Okay, so number two is reflect and understand why you ate what you did. What was the trigger about and how did that trigger cause you to think and feel? And it's important that you do that from a place of curiosity and not judgment. Because if you judge yourself, then you're going to want to do the work of figuring out why you overeat and then it will be difficult to achieve permanent weight loss. If you judge yourself, even though you may want to consciously do the work, your brain will find a clever way of having you avoid doing it to protect you from your own judgment. So ask yourself, why did I eat the Jaffa cakes when I wasn't hungry? What was that about? What was I doing when the thought of eating Jaffa cakes popped into my head? What was I thinking and feeling before I ate them? Now, understanding what was going on for you when you emotionally eat or overeat is a large part of the work that we do in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. There are many, many, hundreds, in fact, of reasons why we eat emotionally or overeat. And if it's something that you've done since childhood, it may be a habit that is delegated to your lower brain. So you don't even have conscious thoughts about it and it's just become something that you do. And I want you to know this is normal. So continue gently asking yourself what it was about and seek to understand yourself. And if you would like help with this, then come join us in the Lose Weight Live Life Academy the next time it's open for enrolment. Okay, so number three is consider whether your response was useful and ask yourself what would have been a more useful response. This is where we get to observe ourselves responding to ourselves. It's where we evaluate the decision that we took after the decision to overeat or emotionally eat. And I do understand that it doesn't always feel like a decision because it may feel so automatic and habitual, but it's still a decision. You are always in control and it's useful for you to remind yourself of that again without judgment. If it feels outside of your control, because knowing it's inside of your control is helpful when you're wanting to make changes. So a useful response to an overeat or an emotional eat would be to reflect, whether it's later that day or the next morning, reflect on what you ate. Remember, numbers, not adjectives. Reflect on why you ate what you ate and release any judgment. An unhelpful response would be to spin out in judgment, shame, frustration and regret or to ignore it, which is effectively drawing a line under it and moving on without understanding what was going on for you or telling yourself you'll start again or do better tomorrow again without doing the work of understanding what it was all about. So if you know that you tend to avoid reflecting, be gentle with yourself and ask yourself why and think about the next emotional or overeat that you have and think through when and how you will reflect and learn from it. Okay, number four, how can you set yourself up to avoid or be better prepared for the trigger in the future? 
Once you've reflected and learned, you're going to want to put some strategies in place to help you when the same situation arises again. Now, this could be something as simple as moving the location of the cereal boxes because you have a habit of going straight to the cupboard and having some when you make your last cup of tea at night. And you keep doing it without thinking about it because you've done it for so many years. Moving the location will break that well-worn pattern of behaviour and help you consciously notice what you're doing so that it's easier to change your behaviour. If you notice a pattern of eating sweet treats in the evening to reward yourself for your gruelling day, plan for things that you will do to treat yourself that don't involve food and put them on your calendar so that you can take care of yourself as a matter of habit. There are hundreds of things that you can do to help yourself not overeat and emotionally eat. And some of those things involve how you think, some how you feel and others what you do. And lastly, number five, make peace with what you did and stay alert to any diet mentality. I've already mentioned why we want to not judge ourselves and step into compassion and curiosity and neutrality when we're evaluating our overeating. But this is not a part of this work to be glossed over. It is everything. So many of us have pretty awful thoughts about ourselves because we judge ourselves for how we eat and it's no wonder given the world in which we and our parents were raised worlds where skinny is good and fat is bad a world where greed is a deadly sin a world where the diet industry tells us that we should be able to restrict and deprive ourselves the reality is that diets don't work 98 percent of the time and that's only in diets that result in weight loss initially Failure rate after a portion of time taking into consideration maintenance or weight management is actually much, much lower. Whilst we're stuck judging ourselves and feeling negative emotion, we are blocked from doing the work of understanding ourselves, which we have to do if we're going to address what's going on for us so that we can lose weight for life. Okay, so just to finish off, the reason why learning through mistakes and failing when it comes to working at losing weight, which usually means eating differently to how you intended, is because you're always going to be overeating and emotionally eating even when you've lost all your weight. The purpose is not to learn how to never do it, but to know what to do when it happens. Now, don't get me wrong. Yes, through doing this work, you will be massively reducing the frequency with which you overeat and emotionally eat. But life is ever changing. You will have periods in your life when everything is going wonderfully and having done this work, you no longer overeat. And then there will be periods where something changes and it could be that your routine changes. This happened to me when I moved house last year and was spending a lot of time driving so that my husband made dinner and not me. And I found that my well-worn groove of meal planning and making the food and sometimes having extra for lunch the next day went out the window. Suddenly I wasn't in control. The meals were not what I would have made and my weight started creeping upwards. I was effectively overeating. But because I had done the work of learning what to do when that happens, I didn't panic. I didn't judge myself and I knew the steps to take to address it. And this is what I mean when I iterate that the goal is not to never emotionally eat or overeat, but to be proficient and practiced at what to do when it happens. Another example could be finding yourself comfort eating whilst grieving for a loved one not judging yourself, holding space for yourself, being gentle and compassionate are vital. And if you've learned how to do that for yourself as a part of your weight loss journey, it's going to be so much easier to do it if something tragic happens in your life. 
It still amazes me that when my husband had a stroke the week before we went into COVID lockdown, that I didn't comfort myself with food as I would have done if it had happened prior to me losing my weight and changing my mindset around everything to do with food. So why didn't I do that? It was because I knew I had to be on my, as I call it, sort of my A game. I knew that I had to look after all of us in my family in a very difficult situation. And I knew that comfort eating would have diminished my energy and distracted me from the things that needed to be taken care of. I wouldn't have known that had it not been the work I had done, really understanding my comfort eating as a part of my weight loss journey. Okay, so if you're just getting started, what you can do is write down your overeats and emotional eats and start to be curious about what they were about. This is, of course, the work that we do inside of the Lose Weight Live Life Academy. We spend a lot of time on this and you get a lot of help. But if you're not a member, you can start to do this work for yourself right now. And I know you can do this because you are amazing. Every single one of you listening to this podcast is an amazing human being. And if you care enough to listen to this podcast, then you care enough to do what it takes to move forward on your weight loss journey. And that looks like you showing up for yourself when you have an emotional eat or an overeat. Okay, so thank you for listening. Now, before you go, please, please, can I ask that you leave this podcast a rating and a review if you are listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Now, if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, this is how you can do that. If you are on the view where all the podcast episodes are listed, simply scroll down past about episode number 10 episodes and you will see the ratings and reviews section and you can tap the stars to rate the podcast and you can click the write a review link to write a review. And this will take you less than a minute, but it means that Apple will show this podcast to more people who are looking for weight loss support. And I really want to reach and help as many people as possible. If you're listening on Spotify, you can rate the podcast simply by clicking on the three dots in the top right corner of your phone and selecting the rate show option. And of course, if you're finding what I share helpful, then I would love you to give the podcast five stars. Okay, thank you so much for listening. And I look forward to talking to you next week. If you enjoyed listening to this podcast and are ready to live a more intentional life, lose weight as a part of that journey, and create a relationship with food and yourself that you love, then I would be honoured to have you join the Lose Weight Live Life Academy membership and coach with me. The programme offers different levels of support to suit you, including self-paced learning, twice-weekly calls, private coaching, an amazingly caring community, and lots more. Find out all the details about when and how you can join at www.thebestyou.coach forward slash coaching.